everybody welcome back to our channel this is shadow's house of horror i'm shadow and this is kyle hello and i know it's been a while we kind of took like a three week hiatus probably be four weeks okay like this four weeks yeah okay guys it's it we've been busy <laughs> with school and working we both work a full-time job or full-time students is a lot yeah it kind of gets in the way I, i'm kind of lazy too sorry I'll, I'll be honest ditto this is minx she is probably going to be a guest star today um to anyone listening to audio it's our orange cat has one she of them. what one of them one of our orange cats and if you're watching on YouTube, you can probably see a few of our decorations. Um, this is Kevin, our skeleton. Yeah. He's taller than me. Anyways, let's start our story. Our resources today is wikipedia.org, bbsnews.com, foxatlanta.com, people.com, season one, upandvanish.com, and we're talking about Tara Grinstead. Who? Okay. Well, he doesn't like true crime, so no. why he has no idea. Yeah. Our case this week starts in 1974 with the birth of Tara Faye Grinstead. Tara was born in Hawkinsville, Georgia, to Bill and Faye Grinstead on November 14, 1974, which is also my birthday. Just 23 years earlier. Just had to throw that out there. A fellow Scorpio. Oh, boy. During Tara's upbringing in Hawkinsville, she was a cheerleader and an active member of the Baptist Church after high school. Tara went on to Middle Georgia College to pursue a higher education and become a teacher. She earned a master's degree in education from Baudosta State University. She was planning to pursue a doctorate degree at the time of her disappearance. Tara was also known for her beauty pageant experience, which this, she was gorgeous. She was very pretty. Tara first took up pageantry to earn scholarship money for college. She participated in numerous pageants and was crowned Miss Tifton in 1999. Later that year, she also competed for the title of Miss Georgia. She was wanting to pass along her knowledge and experience in pageantry. Tara went on to coach young competitors in Osceola, which is where she ended up moving to. Osceola is a small town located in Irwin County, South Georgia. It's approximately 2.6 square miles in size and sits inland almost at equal distance from the coast and the Alabama border. Osceola has a population of about 3,600 people and only has two traffic lights. So, a very small town. That's tiny. Two traffic lights? Yeah, like... We grew up in a small town, but we have more than two traffic lights. Yeah, and I definitely feel like more than 3,000 people. A lot more than 3,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's less than a three-hour drive from Atlanta, 
it may feel like a different world. In visiting, you may get the feeling that many of its citizens have never lived anywhere else, or at least not anywhere very far. The people of Aftila take pride in their town, and there's a strong feeling of community throughout. It's quiet and charming, and maybe slightly eerie with how small it is, in a way that only small southern towns can be. As far as attractions, it's known for its annual Sweet Potato Festival, which started in 1961. Oh, nice. Sweet potatoes. Yeah, I know. She's just kind of crawled up here. Uh, I don't know. In 1998, Tara began teaching at Irwin County High School in Osceola, Georgia. She was known for being a devoted and well-liked 11th grade history teacher. She was compassionate and true and truly cared for her students outside of the classroom even allowing one of them to temporarily live with her after the student's house burned down holy cow so her life really was dedicated to helping these children yeah that's good on her according to friends and family Tara was widely known for her generous and trusting nature Let's jump forward to Saturday, October 22nd, 2005. The night before Tara's disappearance, on this Saturday afternoon, Tara was helping young contestants prepare for the upcoming local beauty pageant. Afterwards, Tara went to a barbecue, which was the last time anyone saw Tara alive. Which some sources say that the last time they saw her was um, helping kids with the beauty pageant but then other people said that they did see her at this barbecue Mm. afterwards oh my god everyone assumed that she had made it home safely around 11 p.m that night i lost where i was for a second but when she did not show up to teach her to teach her history class on monday morning her friends knew something was wrong she would never do that. She would never leave her kids, said her best friend, Maria Woods Harbor. Maria went to Tara's home and noticed her car in the driveway. She followed up with police who proceeded to go inside. Inside, they found that Tara's purse and keys were missing. Her alarm clock was under the bed and a bedside lamp was broken. But there was no sign of a struggle. A single latex glove was found on her front lawn the local law enforcement realized that this was beyond their resources of their small town police department so they called in the georgia bureau of investigations the gbi at least they realized pretty quickly that they knew that they were not going to be able to handle the situation and didn't just brush it aside like yeah some stories yeah, just like sit on evidence for months or years before someone is like, oh, hey, we should maybe hand this off. Yeah. The GBI began examining the evidence. The DNA on the glove had been analyzed and agents discovered it is a man's DNA. But they were unable to identify the man. Over the course of the investigation, agents compared the DNA to dozens of men who knew Tara or were associated with her. The GBI entered the DNA found in the glove into the Georgia and National Databases, but there was still no matches. 
which for anyone who doesn't know, there is a database for like law enforcement and like the FBI and stuff that can collect all like DNA that they have collected to try and put it all together. It sometimes can make finding suspects easier just in case if like someone was picked up before even for like because they have to take your dna like don't they take it like a thumbprint or something whenever they bring you in yeah thumbprint yeah well they're able to cross-reference all of that so Along with the glove, they also noticed Tara's car suggested that someone taller than her had driven it, as well as there being dirt on the tires that suggests that the vehicle had been driven on a dirt road. If someone stole me, you'd definitely be able to tell that my car was taken by someone. I have to sit, like, next to the steering wheel. Yeah, literally. Like, I can barely cram myself in there if I need to move her car. Tara and her boyfriend of six years had broken up a few weeks before Tara vanished. He was brought in for questioning, but not considered a suspect. A former student of Tara who was arrested for harassing her was also questioned, along with a married police officer whose business card was found in the wed was found wedged in her front door. All were found innocent. Hmm. The case went cold. Of course it did. In 2008, Tara's case received renewed attention with a report on CBS News show 48 Hours Mystery. In this story, they noticed the similarities of Tara's disappearance to that of another young woman, Jennifer Kessie, in Orlando, Florida. Three months later, the police stated the DNA found were not a match. In February 2009... Videos surfaced on the internet featuring a self-proclaimed serial killer. What the heck? He called himself the Catch Me Killer. The man in the videos detailed what he claimed to be his 16 female victims, and one of these women was determined by authorities to be Tara. Although the man's face was digitally obscured, police eventually determined the video's creator to be 27-year-old Andrew Haley. Police investigation revealed the videos to be part of a bizarre, elaborate hoax, and Andrew was ultimately eliminated as a substantial lead in Tara's disappearance. What? Man, wrong with kids. Well, he's not even a kid. He was 27 years old. Yeah, but he's acting like a child. In 2011, the chief GBI investigator said that this case has never gone cold. In quote, they've always been working on it, adding that leads came in on a weekly basis. Finally, in 2017, 12 years after the disappearance of Tara, a woman named Brooke Sheridan came forward with a remarkable story. She said her boyfriend, Bo Dukes, appeared to have been keeping a secret from her. She persuaded him to confess what had been eating away at him. Finally, she said he told her his secret. That years earlier, his roommate, Ryan Duke, similar name, but no relation, <laughs> woke him up one morning and told him he had accidentally 
killed Tara after trying to rob her in her home. The two men had attended Irwin County High School. In fact, Bo had been one of Tara's students years before her disappearance. Bo said that Ryan told him he had used Bo's truck to transport her body to a pecan orchard owned by Bo's family later. Bo said that Ryan showed him the exact location where he had dumped Tara's body. Bo told Brooke he helped Ryan burn Tara's body in a fire pit, which took two days. Jeez. After Bo told his story to authorities, Ryan Duke was arrested and charged with murder. In a voluntary interview with GBI, just before his arrest, Ryan Duke said he had been stealing from Tara's purse, high on drugs, when Tara came up behind him and hit her. Bo Duke was arrested and charged not with murder, but on charges related to helping to cover up a crime. He was convicted and sentenced 25 years. Police believe that Ryan broke into Tara's home looking for money. When she found him, he attacked her and killed her. He and Bo then took her body to a pecan farm and lit it on fire. Ryan specifically noted that he had called her home from a payphone hours after his attack. His DNA was also found in the glove that was on Tara's lawn. In 2018, keep in mind, this is 13 years after her disappearance. Yeah. Bo was released pending trial. On December 31st, he raped two women in his home. He was arrested a few days later. Are you kidding me? In May 2022, that is this year, Ryan Duke went on trial for Tara's murder. Ryan testified... He gave investigators a false confession back in 2017, claiming he had taken painkillers before the interview with GBI and that he had been afraid of his former friend, Bo Dukes. On the stand, Ryan said that it was really Bo Dukes who killed Tara. And Ryan admitted that he had helped Bo move Tara's body before Bo lit the fire. After more than seven days of testimony, Ryan Duke was acquitted of all charges relating to Tara Grinstead and was convicted only for concealing her death. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison on that charge. That's ridiculous. Both men have outstanding charges against them in a neighboring county relating to burning Tara's body there. In her interview, Tara's friend Maria said, what happened in this orchard was senseless, and for what really happened to Tara on that night, she disappeared. I've had to come to a conclusion that I'm just going to have to live the rest of my life not knowing. To this day, Tara's remains have not yet been recovered. I don't even know what you would be able to recover if they burned them for two days. Well... In some cases, you can still find, like, teeth. Well, yeah, or, like, you know, bone slivers and whatnot, but... But they weren't able to find any other evidence, 
and the guys just kept changing up their stories. Oh, sure, throwing one under the under the freaking bus and whatnot. Yeah. Oh man, terrible. All because one of them was high on drugs, looking for more money. Yeah, basically, she was home and. They were robbing her. Yeah. This we devoted teacher. Yeah. That was the end of our story for this week. I just want to give a reminder to subscribe and follow our YouTube, Spotify, and Amazon Music. I promise that we will be posting every week. We will not go on another hiatus. Yeah. At least not for a while. Not for a little bit. Um, if you have any like story ideas, we would love to hear about them. Yeah, definitely. Post them, post them in the comments. We'll make sure to look at them and you know, look into them. And we actually just made an Instagram for Shadow's House of Horror as well. So that will also be linked on our YouTube channel. Till next week. Bye. Bye.